I'm not complaining, right? It's not the end of the world to have a whole entry full of messages that you haven't responded to yet. That is not the end of the world. I mean, there are lots of people who are lonely and who don't have messages in their entry and who wish that they somebody did get in touch with them and speak. Good morning on Saturday morning to you. I'm trying to wake myself up. I have to admit it's uh, half past eight or twenty to nine. And this is the morning after I was out playing poker and winning money at poker. Yeah, Texas Hold'em. The dog is lying here on the red rug. The dog, it turns out, the dog's coat is lemon, they call it officially in the vet. Lemon with brown spots. It really is dirty white with brown spots. I'm here in dressing gown in orange armchair. I haven't even had a cup of tea. And I have, Penny has just dropped with how these messages appear on Anchor version 3. And I've got a whole massive number of dots um, uh, opposite people's names. And I just realized that that's a whole load of people I haven't yet responded to. They're, all of those dots represent on on I nearly said unrequited love, but unresponded attention. So it's Ireland playing Scotland today at two o'clock in the day, Irish time, very big important rugby match. It's definitely not a day for going out in your swimming trunks. It's, oh, it's looking a little better as it got, it's got bright. It was wet and foggy and green and, uh, you know, dirty brown. Well, oh, no, 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 no. Soiled grey sky. Yeah, clouds, they're definitely. Like if you're, if your pillow was the colour of the sky that I see outside, you'd definitely be putting it in the washing machine. Right, it's time to get a cup of tea, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to... this I like this idea of it telling you the time and that this is going to finish in... You know, three minutes is coming up. So I'm going to say cheerio. I'll be back later. Welcome to my tea drinking place in the centre of the kitchen here in Cork. I thought I'll give you a bit of an introduction to what's happening in Ireland today. The number one item on the in the news is that three men have been arrested in a in a feud over an investigation into a feud between a family called Hutch and a family called Kinahan. These two families are both believed to be big in drug dealing and they're both believed to be at war with each other and in fact there's more than a little evidence that they are gunning for each other. 
three people have been arrested. I don't know how many, who they might be. I'd love if it was actually, you know, the, the legal brains behind the gangs. That would interest me more than these. So one is a guy in his 20s and the others are in their 30s. They found a submachine gun, a semi-automatic pistol and a revolver. They recovered those. They seized the car. Anyway, they're all being detained under gangland stuff. But that, that the interesting thing for me is that that's the first item on the, the mega big news. So the next thing on the news today that I see here is a summary entitled Abortion Dash Two. I think it's called two referendum, no, 12-week recommendations, abortion 12-week recommendations. Here's the quotation. This week, the cabinet signed off the wording of the referendum on the Eighth Amendment. Yeah. So we're going to basic, we're going to, we're going through a parliamentary process at the moment over the next few days in which the government will make a strong effort to put everything in place so there can be a referendum in the last week in May. And the referendum will be, will say to the people of the country, um, we recommend that the parliament should be able to pass laws about abortion. And that's basically it. That's uh, Now, it's a lot more complicated than that, but that's what the referendum is going to be about. And it isn't, and in the next few days, just to make it really interesting, the government are going to publish a policy paper. Well, it's more a prediction of what legislation they'll bring in if the referendum gets passed. So this is a big issue. This is going to um, tear Irish society in two different directions, it's going to, you know, bring the whole issue of women's bodies, who who has the, who should have power and control over them, the role of the medical profession, the law of the country, and a whole load of other things into public discussion day after day after day and well that can't be a bad thing although I do wonder sometimes what what very young children make of it all and you know what do what do kids who are five and six make of and I don't know the answer to this make of all the conversation that they overhear taking place in the news and on and on the radio and even those of them who can read well can see in the headlines of the newspapers what do they make of it and uh, what do you say to a bright four five year old when they say you know what does Abortion. What is abortion? Very, um, yeah, quite a challenging um, question, I find. 
Anyway, that's it. What else is taking place in Ireland? Oh, there's going to be a march. Um, it's going to take place in Dublin today, by the way, about it. Um, Dublin, yes, uh, the Save the Eighth campaign is predicting that tens of thousands of people will rally in Dublin city centre. Okay. Save the Eighth campaign are the people who do not want the Irish Constitution to change. Yeah, they want the Constitution to remain the same. And uh, they're going to have a march in Dublin today. Um, the turnout is predicted to be 60,000. I would imagine that um, today the number of people who turn up on that march will give an indication of the, 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 the strong core support of the side that is totally against um, changing the constitution. Um, they'll be the absolute strongest uh, uh, people who are there take the trouble to travel up to Dublin and who take the trouble in Dublin to you know devote their Saturday afternoon to marching on this on this other than that a man's died in the roads in County Cavan a guy who uh, is a TV producer in you know, the Irish television station got convicted of child abuse and he got 18 months um, and I'll stop there but there's a little bit of what is happening in Ireland that stands out. I'm not going to highlight the, the what we'll call the Belfast rape trial, um, where three men, four men actually, are, um, are on trial, accused of either raping or assaulting or uh, covering up the facts. That trial is going on, and it probably this time next week, it'll be a lot. Maybe the jury will have finished debating by this time next week, but I'd say it'll be the middle of the following week. So there we are. Seven, seven minutes of life in Ireland, and uh, I'm going back to my cup of tea. I did this, by the way, while you know having the recorder on in Anchor, and then going to the RTE News app. RTE is radio, radio, telefiche, television, um, E, error, RTE. So it's the radio television of Ireland. Yeah, RTE known as. Okay, have a very good, um, have a very good listen. I'm going to give you the names of some of the most important people in my audio life, in my audio life, some of the most important people, they're from various places in the world, and I'm going to name them. And at the same time, I'm going to make a cup of coffee and uh, talk to you. So I, I find that there are, one of the great things about audio is that sometimes, only sometimes, it doesn't matter what the person is talking about. It really doesn't. There's something um, 
the opposite of ephemeral almost. There's something fundamentally moving and satisfying about the voice of another human being. So, and there are also, because we are so diverse in our tastes, thank goodness, there are also people whose voices I, almost certainly you as well, cannot stand. And no matter what they talk about, it just doesn't appeal. And that is an accident, you know. I probably have relatively little control over the, whose voice do I love. I mean, there are people who will say that it, the voices that I love um, may in some way be connected to the voices that I heard when I was in the womb or the voices of people who were very good to me as an infant. Now, I'm neither a human biologist nor a psychoanalyst, so I'm just going to make the coffee and now I'm going to reveal to you the names of the of some, and I'll be following this up later with some other names of people. And this is not purely to uh, list names, although I am a great a lover of lists. I, I enjoy it when people provide lists of, you know, their favorite food, their favorite people, their favorite books, uh, their favorite clothes, their favorite places to visit, their their, their favourite learning points in their life, um, their favourite types of olives, their favourite cheese, I'm big into lists of cheese, and their favourite big plummy red wines from Western Australia. Red ones, did I say? Okay, but no, I have a decision to make. And I'm trying to approach it in a kind of way that will not dissatisfy me later. And it is, will I uh, move to Vaudel or will I move to Lemur? I started on Lemur. I started using it a little bit. And I've used Vaudel a little bit. Um, but I thought, how on earth am I going to decide whether I'm better to be communicating on Vaudel or on Lemur. What's the, what's the number one criterion? I mean, there could be several. Like it could be about which, which uh, design of software, which user experience do I find most satisfying. It could be a prediction on my part of which one is likely to survive in the highly competitive world where... Social audio is in competition with, let's say, drinking red wine or going out to the theatre or, or perhaps being one of those crazy misguided people called a podcaster. Um, anyway, which shall I go for, Vaudel or Lemur? So I decided there's one way that is true to my personality. True to my ethics, my morals, my stance, my imagination, my ambitions, 
True to my habits, and it is the question of, well, who's there? Who is on Vaudel and who is on Lemur? I have sufficient flexibility to be able to adapt to the user experience on offer from one and the other. And I have sufficient ignorance to be unable to predict which is likely to survive. So here I go, and I haven't had time to put these people in alphabetical order. And they're certainly not, you know, my top ten people. They're not in that, and they're not in alphabetical. I kind of flipped around to see who's on Vaudel um, by going down through Vaudel. And indeed, I would have forgotten some people. And some of these people are people that I have been in touch with, what I would call an awful lot. People in whom I have invested my affection or towards whom I have invested my affection, and some are people who I barely know. So, with no more ado, the coffee is now made, and a um, piece of toast with a piece of sliced turkey, I believe there's lots of protein in turkey, um, are in front of me as well. So, here goes. Uh, if you're not on this list, it seems to me that you're not on... Vaudel. And if you are using Vaudel, and I don't call out your name, it means that I don't remember ever having had anything to do with you. In other words, not necessarily about, I haven't listened to you, but it means I've never spoken with you. And for me, the spoken contact is, in some way, yeah, that's, that's the key thing. So here we go, Georgie D., Georgie D is in Perth in Australia. Oh, I'm going to set myself up now because I'm going for surnames as well. Belinda Karani in West London in the United Kingdom. Kevin Williams in Torrance in Los Angeles. Uh, Unity Eagle Sylvia, whose second name, I, surname I can't remember, who's in the Netherlands. Greg Dixon, who's over there in Alberta in Canada. Seeking Plum, who could be anywhere in the world, I can't remember. Robert Neal, who's on the western end of Lake Ontario. Lulu, who's in, uh, in Brisbane, in Australia. Aloistic Artist, who I think... I, I, uh, I have trouble now remembering... Aloistic artist's uh, first or second real name. Um, I think of him as in New Mexico. Michael Zeitgeist. Haven't a clue where Michael Zeitgeist is. Larry G. Maguire in Dublin in Ireland. Furan in Japan. Abe Martinez. Uh, is Abe Martinez in Berlin? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Jesse Music. Don't know. Barbara KB at the moment in Cincinnati, Ohio. Soon to be moving to Detroit. Tashi, who's in Florida, but where exactly in Florida? 
Kingfisher could be anywhere, anywhere between between Chicago and California. Um, Daner, uh, no, sorry, Danger, Danger, who is in North Carolina in the United States, on the East Coast of the United States. Duane, who... No, he's not in New York. He's somewhere on the East Coast of the United States. Eileen Smith. I don't know where Eileen Smith is. And Pokerman, and of course I haven't a clue where Pokerman is. He doesn't reveal such information, as far as I know. Now... Those are the only people, and when I think about it, there's nobody in. I mean, this is really bad. I have no contacts on audio with anybody in Mexico, Central America, other parts of Central America, South America. That's really poor. I have no contacts with anybody in Africa. I mean, this is serious stuff, having no contacts with people in either of those places. I don't have any contact with anyone in New Zealand. No contact with anybody in China and Southeast Asia. Middle East? No. Now, thank goodness these are only bottle. I do have contacts with people. Oh, Antarctica and the North Pole. I haven't got any contacts in either of those places. And it's very interesting that I haven't. I guess he's not on Bordel, Bernie Goldbach, who's in 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 County Tipperary in Ireland. Anyway, that's it. As far as I can see, it's 3, 6, 7, 10, 14, 18, 19, 20, 21. Okay, here they are, my 21 contacts on Bordel. And now I'm going to do something, after I've had some more coffee, which I've been kind of avoiding doing. For no good reason, I'll come back to my embarrassment about lemur. I really do have, but I'll come back to that later today. Lemur. And uh, I'm going to go to lemur, and I'm going to check out who are the people that I know, I've had contact with. Um, almost all of these people are people that I first came across on Anchor. On Anchor. Yes trying to think is there anybody on that on those lists so none of those people interestingly enough on Vaudel are people who were on audio on audio boo not one I'm checking back through it now to make absolutely sure I'm not making a mistake I wasn't in touch with any of them on anchor on audio boo okay that's it and I'll be back very shortly with the results of the survey the research into lemur 21 people on vaudel well it's now coming up to 12 o'clock coming up to midday and i'm out walking louis the dog the english setter sometimes called llewellyn setters he's three years old and came to live with us about five six weeks ago uh, rescued isn't walking a dog good for the soul? Doesn't it provide a focus?
companionship, attention. And doesn't the sheer physical proximity to another animal remind my unconscious of how much DNA I share with this dog? Doesn't walking the dog give me a feeling that being alone is not being alone, that we're never alone, that the dog's presence is a form of companionship that I could even find in trees when the dog isn't with me. I could even find in earth, fire, water. Isn't the dog something special? So even though the dog is a pest, even though the dog pesters me, even though the dog is a responsibility, I did have to take, I did take him to the vet yesterday. Going to the vet cost money. Had to buy special tablets. Had to get him um, kennel cough done. Don't worry if you don't understand what that means. It's, it's some sort of medication. But... Isn't the dog, the responsibility of having a dog, a reminder of that to live is to be responsible? That it is in the nature of being human to be social and in the nature of being social to be responsible, to have responsibilities. So the dog is a pest, the dog is a responsibility. What else is the dog? Uh, what else, Louis, are you? The dog is a concern. Yeah, the dog may run away, the dog may go out of control. The dog's emotions are not controllable. But isn't that a reminder that human beings are not controllable? That however much they may comply with my wishes, that they can turn and change. They can be taciturn and fickle. There have been dogs that have shocked their owners by their abrupt change in behavior. So even though this dog is walking quietly, gently, not pulling at the lead, walking at my side, this is not to say that any second now the dog might the dog might, this dog might actually take off, yank the red lead out of my hand and go in 
chase. Go and exer exercise his primordial spirit. The spirit of the wolf. The spirit of perhaps even yes, well he's with the pack at the moment. His pack has only two people in it and I'm the pack leader. But that doesn't mean that a, a pack animal might not break from the pack. Breaking from the pack. Louis might be a non-compliant, a non-conformist, a free spirit. A, yes, aren't dogs something else? Yes, aren't dogs a reminder of our, of my at least, humanity? And of my, the extent to which I share material with other parts of the cosmic dust that did something a little while ago and uh, formed into something another while ago. This dog is sniffing. This dog is, is causing me to pause while he insists, or does his best to insist, on his rights as a sniffer. Dog, doesn't he remind me of human rights? The fact that I ought not to have the right, even though I do have the power, to impose my will. Isn't he also a tribute to curiosity, this sniffing? Isn't he also a teacher not to pass by places without at least forming at least sampling a little bit. Okay, come on. And isn't he also a reminder to me that I do have power, that I do have strength, that I do have the ability to insist on my will, that I have some form of volition, that I do not have to I'm not obliged to comply with the wishes of another, with the wishes of a dog, with the wishes of another human being, that I have the right, meaning I have the power to go my own way. Of course, if the dog wishes to go his way and we both reach a point where there's a parting of the ways. That's life. The dog can wander off. Oh yes. Isn't dog walking. Isn't dog walking in the wind on a very damp day around an estate where I live in Cork. Very early in spring. A day which is certainly 
unlike any other there has ever been in the whole of the history of the universe. Isn't a dog good for the soul? Before I tell you all a little bit more about my investigations into lemur or my experience with lemur there's one thing I have to get off my chest and until I get it off my chest I really won't be able to even get my head around lemur. I'm not somebody who often experiences the emotion of guilt. Yeah, well that's another big long thing but just to put this in context you see, lemur is made by Sean Monaghan and some other people whose names I don't know, and they're Irish. And it's a tremendous achievement by them to have developed the app Lemur. Now, I say it's tremendous with a little reservation, because that might give you the impression that, oh, the poor Irish have at last done something good. Now be unlikely to go that far, but you get the point of my exaggeration in that point. The, um, or that, you know, oh, be, be sympathetic to the Irish because, I don't know, they're good guys and the rest of the world is dominated by other people. And, you know, they deserve to have a place in, in, in social because Ireland, Irish people are it has been argued, I've heard it argued with some uh, conviction and credibility, that Irish people are more sociable than, certainly, than people living in the UK. And, I, and the evidence is about how much use of smartphones they make and how much uh, use of Facebook they make and how much uh, use they make of YouTube and how many, you know, all of that stuff. So the Irish are forever talking and have a reputation, I think, with some justification for uh, liking the sound of their own voice. So, or their own voices. So, I say this, uh, yeah, conscious that I don't want to say that it's, you know, well done by an Irish person. Um, because, of course, it's been done a million times better by somebody in in, in uh, Fountain Valley or, or uh, Silicon Valley, whichever valley you like, Valley of the Dolls maybe. But there's a sense in which these Irish people um, have made me aware of the extent to which I, of what I share with them. I never met them, don't even know for sure if, our, if there's many of our values that that are even um, that are homogeneous are you know would not make strange bedfellows. I don't know much about them, but they have done one thing which has mightily impressed me and others as well is that they've used their own app. They've used their own app. The founders of Lemur have communicated on their own app, and if they communicate on their own app, and they have made. Um, you know, not just responded to other people, but they have made, they have initiated conversations themselves. And uh, that suggests, and th that's more than enough evidence that they have um, experience 
and sensitivity for the strengths and weaknesses of what they're offering people to use as a social audio communication tool. And they have uh, kept this up. Now, okay, the jury is out. You know, how long will, how long will Shane Monaghan and uh, others in Lemur uh, keep on communicating? Um, I would have the expectation, meaning that I would have the desire that they would communicate until they kill the app or until somebody kills the app. You know, in other words, forever. You know, to me, that's uh, that's one of the uh, brand differentiators, and it's also one of the things that means that they would be splendid candidates for. Uh, inclusion in Business Jazz Podcast, which is all about how to be genuinely attractive in business today. So there we are. That's uh, Now, does that mean that because they're Irish, I'm going to choose a lemur over Vaudel? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you need something to break a tie. And since I don't think there's very much to choose between them. Well, there's nothing to choose between them in my head in terms of their longevity. I mean, I've seen businesses that have had loads of money um, squander it and disappear. So, that I wanted to get off my chest. I would feel very self-conscious, or I shall feel very self-conscious, if I decide not to use lemur. The tiny amount I've used of it so far, I have been aware almost every day that I haven't yet put up an, what we call an origin wave, or what was called, I think it's an, this, this should really be called an origin, using their language, an origin cast. So there we are. Now I'll say more about what my research provided later on. So I think maybe here's another bit of music for you. This will be the last piece of audio on in this episode. I think there must be some optimum length of an episode. And although I realize as I'm gradually learning more about how versatile Anchor can be, that I could probably go on adding more and more segments to the episode ad infinitum. I'm far from sure what is the length that you know, would would increase the probability of people it being convenient for people to listen. But that's not really um, something that I can find out about myself. So what I'm going to say is cheerio to you now. Um, I have been active listening to people on Lemur over the last few hours. I've been also watching Ireland beat Scotland in rugby uh, union, rugby union. And I'm just now about to watch England play France in Paris. Oh, that, that, this should be a really good one. But uh, I'm very pleased, of course, that Ireland beat uh, Scotland, they beat them by about 20 points and 
Uh, although that flatters a little bit, I think, at certain parts of the match. I felt that Scotland could easily could easily go ahead. But uh, that's that's life, and it's a day of great celebration for Ireland. So I will close this episode of uh, From Cork with Love. That's the name of the podcast, From Cork with Love. I think it might be, have I might have added to it um, an extra two words, um, an adventure. I might have added those two extra words. Um, this is a bit, for my head, this is an adventure in audio. That's what I can promise people. Um, so, with no more ado, I'll say thank you very much for listening to me. Uh, I'm Paul Omani, and if you ever want to get in touch with me on Twitter, I'm Omani Blog, O-M-A-N-I-B-L-O-G. And I also work for a business called showandtellcommunications.net. So... You could contact me there as well. Okay, all the best. Thank you very much. Uh, End of this episode.